Welcome to Talkin' Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor Brian Clark and famous comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. Today, Brian shares a timely message about skillful living from the book of Proverbs. But first, Dan welcomes his friend and fellow comedian, Jim Brewer, as he joins them to talk truth and have a little fun. <laughs> Here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is the eighth installment of our uh, Proverbs series with me, Dan, also known as Larry the Cable Guy, 27 pounds lighter and looking fantastic, uh, if I don't say myself. Isn't there a verse about being haughty? There may be. <laughs> Brian Clark, who uh, is fantastic, who I love doing the podcast with, and a second week in a row, my special guest, Mr. Jimmy Brewer. Jimmy, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Feeling good. All right. One of my all-time favorites. I've known Jimmy for over 30 years, maybe even longer than that, 35 maybe. Might be. Might be. Yeah. What, 89-ish, 88, somewhere around there. So anyway, listen, this is on Skillful Living. On the book of Proverbs, now we love the book of Proverbs because it's relevant no matter what century you're living in, because human nature is the same. And here's Brian. Oh, wow. (laughs) So what do you think of when you hear the word friend? Brian? Sadly, for many, it's a watered-down version of friends on social media. Experts tell us today that the average number of friends people have on Facebook is over 300. Wow. Really? Does anyone honestly think those are true friends who will be there for you in your hour of need? Um, Survey says no. No. (laughs) I think we all know the reality is if we say the wrong thing, post the wrong picture, those friends will be gone in a heartbeat. But Proverbs warns us that a man of too many friends comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. It also reminds us that many a man proclaims his own loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy man or a trustworthy friend? I think we understand there are casual friends and then there are true friends. So, who do you do life with? The reality is who you hang out with and spend time with will influence who you are. The proverb states, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. It also says, leave the presence of a fool, or you will not discern words of knowledge. In other words, you become like that fool. Proverbs reminds us that fools mock sin, but among the upright, there is goodwill. So Proverbs warns us of the influence, for example, of someone who is hot-tempered. It says, do not associate with a man given to anger, or with a hot-tempered man, or you will learn his ways and find a snare for yourself. Or Proverbs goes on to say, better is a dish of vegetables where love is than a fattened ox served with hatred. In other words, better to be poor with true friends than rich surrounded by people who just want to use you for personal gain. True friendships are people who truly want what is best for you. They pick you up when you're down, and they breathe life into your soul when you are discouraged. But they are also people who love you enough to speak truth into your life, even when it's hard to do so. 
Proverbs says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Or what about this one? He who rebukes a man will afterward find more favor than he who flatters with the tongue. Proverbs also states, better is an open rebuke than love that is concealed. In other words, better a friend who cares enough to say the hard things than someone who may truly care, but never really acts like it. Proverbs tells us that iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. True friendship isn't just about hanging out together. It's about sharing life together in both good times and hard times. It's about being there to share in the joys and sorrows and caring enough to share concerns when necessary. As we already read, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. So let's be honest. I'd rather be kissed than wounded. Nobody likes to be corrected. But I'd rather be wounded and corrected by someone who cares about me than kissed by someone who's only interested in using me. I do want true friends. If I want a friend that won't correct me or challenge me, that always agrees with me, the culture can provide that. Social media allows us to cultivate pretend relationships with people who never see the real me. It allows us to have the illusion of real friendships without the risk of someone finding out who I really am. But of course, this isn't true friendship. Or what about this? How about a robot for a friend? What if I could have a robot friend that always agrees with me and always does what I want him to do? He could fulfill every narcissistic desire that I have and always let me be the center of attention. Robots are the ideal friend when no one else can stand being around me. This reminds me of a classic song written by Gary Paxton in the 70s called Clone Affair. The idea was that if I could just clone myself, I'd have the best friend ever. He'd think like me, he'd act like me, he would always want to do what I wanted to do. Perfect. However, things didn't work out so well. What the clone actually revealed was how terrible it must be to live with me. The person in the song couldn't stand being with himself. The song concludes with these words, I hated the clone. I despised the clone. I must get rid of the clone. The person in the song realized how terrible it must be for people to live with someone so selfish and as uncaring as he was. Think about it. That was the mid-70s. It's crazy how prophetic that song really was. Only instead of a clone today, we can have a robot friend. While that may seem far-fetched, the truth is scientists are a long ways down the path of experimenting with robotic friends, spouses, even robotic sex partners. About the time we think we can't get any more selfish, narcissistic, or individualistic as a culture, something new comes along. Once I become so narcissistic that no one can stand being around me, I can turn to a robot programmed to meet my every need. When the humans can't stand me, I'll turn to my robot friend. More and more mental health experts are growing concerned about how blurry the line is getting between robots and humans. 
People are using technology to try to meet their need for true relationships. Only these robots aren't friends at all. They're machines programmed to drive us deeper and deeper into our isolation and despair. I mean, if the last two years have taught us anything, it's that we are not made for isolation. God didn't create us to be alone. You know, friendships matter. Who we choose to hang out with and allow to speak into our lives will dramatically influence the direction of our lives. True friends are rare, and they should be treasured. If you have such friends, you are blessed. If not, then it starts with you. You can be that friend to someone else. Find someone who shares the values you want to pursue and seek to cultivate a true friendship. And of course, most importantly, remember that Jesus wants to be our friend if we're willing to listen, obey, and follow him. Jesus said, this is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And you are my friends, if you do what I command you. In the words of the great old hymn, what a friend we have in Jesus. Let's bring in Dan and Jim. Let's talk about this. Wow, this is like so amazing. It really is. Friends, good friends, bad friends. Proverbs absolutely knows what it's talking about. I mean, how many times have you said to your kids, and the same with me when I was growing up, you see your kid hanging out with bad kids, and you can see his whole personality change. And then the minute he switches and starts going and hanging out with the different kids, you see him coming back to his old self again. It really is a matter of of who your who your friends are and making sure that you have true friends. I'll tell you how you can tell if you have a true friend or not is. If you have a friend now, right now, and you ask them to move a couch, and they say they can't because they have COVID, that is not a true friend. <laughs> they're, uh -huh. try they're trying to get out of moving the couch because mm -hmm. they don't want to help you. Right. But look, honestly, this is why I love the Proverbs, because it is so valuable to today, because humans have not changed. And, and this is why... So many kids, they wonder why the suicide rate is up and how, why are so many kids depressed? And I got to tell you, these kids, they go down to these video games, they go down to wherever they're going in their little rooms down there, and they create a fake world. And they can create a fake profile, and they can create, even take the stuff off the face they don't like. And you've seen people, they'll, they'll have this avatar of what they look like, and then in real life, you know what I mean? They don't look anything like that. And so they create fake lives that aren't real. And that's what's happening in today's society. And these kids, when they have to live in the real world... It's a big task for them. So, Jimmy, you can chime in, well, but friends, uh, true friends really should be treasured. I know that I have a group of about five, about five to eight guys that I know love Jesus. 
and they're regular. They know they're flawed individuals, but they do their best to try to follow his teachings as much as they possibly can. And I love them so much because they strengthen me and we strengthen each other. That's what it's all about. So, man, true friends, get you some true friends that, that, that are faithful. My mom had a great saying, and, and everyone talks about this. Show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are. And it is all about who you surround yourself. I, thank God, have been super blessed in this department. And it is you, two things. When you are in that world, you have to you have to reach a point in your life where you allow God. You got to trust God, and you got to trust mm-hmm. that you got to drop your ego. Absolutely. You got to become humble. Yep. And I have a couple really, really solid human beings. And it's funny because one of them is definitely, you know, he struggles with substance or whatever. And that's another thing where I learn with the don't judge. And I talked to him a million times. But. He's also the same person when I want to moan about my wife and say, blah, 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 blah. There's two things. When you're looking for a friend to help you, are you looking to be right? Because that's easy to find out. Just like you said, you can go on the internet, you can go whatever. Anyone can prove you're right. It's looking for the right thing rather than right and I can't tell you, I have the greatest friends. You know, I'd say, you know, I'll give you a great example. I was driving into New York years ago. You know, my wife found Jesus. And and I'm not going to lie to you, love Jesus. However, the music is rough for Jimmy Brewer. It's rough. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, hold on. It's getting better. Yeah. It's getting better. I'm, I think you might want to revisit it. No, it's no, getting no. better. I, I am, I am, I am. So we're driving in the city. We're going in to, to, to see rock, another rock star that I know. And the whole time she's got the, the Christian music on and it's, she's getting mad at me. Um, Chuck, why, why are you making faces? I want, I just, I just, just listen to the message. I want, I'm trying to, it's making me angry. And we, <laughs> we get there. And the next day I tell my friend, I went, you know, I'm driving to New York City. She's got the Christian music on the whole time. And he's like, bro, your wife is a gu- First of all, you're driving to go meet a rock star. You're doing a radio show two hours a day. She's home with the kids. She's keeping the fort together. She's got God in the life. The only time she has is a car ride and you got a problem with what music she's playing with? She's like, that reboots her. The Jesus music reboots her. And is it, and as goofy as that sounds, it just, other friends would say, someone else can easily say, no, man, that's not cool. Like, she shouldn't be shoving that down. But he he would always look at everyone else's angle and view. I have another guy, Dan. He's he's Christian guy. And I can't even – even him. We used to have Father's Night Out in town, Chester, New Jersey. Men's Night Out. It's Father's. And every time I go there – this group of about eight guys would show up about 9 p.m. and they'd start having beers and order wings and 
And then I would talk with them and we'd get deep and talk about God. About, and then after three months, I said, what do you guys all get out of work late? Every, they're like, no, we come from a Bible study. I went, what? You guys all come from, what? And he started becoming one of my closest friends ever. And Ed, I have, you need the go-to person that can talk to you in a godly manner that is not going to pad your ego, that is going to come from the what is right for all rather than what's right for you. And I thank God I do have those people. I have them. Yeah. And I don't hesitate to reach out. I've you, given you, up. I've given it up to God a long time ago. So I have no problem looking out for her. It's like a doctor. Yeah. I go, ah, I, I got to go. I got to go to the doctor. I got to go to the doctor. I don't like going. I got to go. I got something unsettled with my heart and blah, blah, blah. I got to go to a godly guy. I have to go. I got to call Dan. I got to call Phil. I got to call this guy. The proverb says that nothing better than true friends that'll be there for you. Now, Brian, let me ask this. Brian, uh, he brought something up that I think a lot of people always wonder about. You have somebody that you really care for, and they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, but you don't really want to say anything because you don't want to feel like you're being judgmental. So... When the Bible talks about don't judge, judge not lest you be judged, what it's talking about is judging things we can't really know, like judging people's hearts, judging people's motives. Only God ultimately can judge that. But that's very different from identifying things in the Bible that God has clearly identified as sin. In that case, we're not judging people. God is telling us this is wrong, so he's the one that's judging. So when we talk to someone about that, let's say someone's committed adultery, I'm not judging them. I'm simply telling them that God has said this is wrong. God's the judge. And because I'm concerned about that, then I'm letting them know that God views that as sin. Because I think a lot of people, some people feel like, well, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to be judgmental on the other ones. Think you're, but there's, there's a difference. If you, that's the thing. If you truly love someone and you really care for them and they are doing something that is harming them and harming others, you should say something to them. And that's not being judgmental. No, no. That's because you love them. You're the only one. Look, how many, how many, Jimmy, real quick, how many? entertainers oh. have killed themselves oh. because nobody wanted to be judgmental of what they were doing. And they'd be alive today, probably. But here's the thing. Not only that, but you can let them know. And then if that pulls them out, then they'll come to you. And it's a great way to share the gospel with them if they're not believers, because you're the only one that cared enough about them to say no to what they were doing. Yeah, it takes no courage to be indifferent. And that's a lot of where we're at as a culture is we're just okay with everything. But if you do care about somebody, then there's times when we lovingly share that concern because certain behavior is headed down a path that could be harmful. But again, I think we pick our moments and we're careful yeah. how we do it. Yeah. 100%. I, I have 
expressed and they they have pushed back and then you come to the point where you go okay that is something that they will have to figure out one day i i've got it off my chest my concern for your life and safety and and you got to love them where where they're at that's another thing you don't want to shut them out forever like that's just that without one bad thing they're done forever that's another balance where some people lose it, I feel. Well, they got... Yeah, I, I think that's right. And I think sometimes I tell people, you just need to stay in the game. It's the same with your kids. If they don't want to listen, then you maintain the relationship, you stay in the game, and there will come a moment when they're more willing to listen and hope it goes better the next time. Listen, folks, uh, you want to change the world? You want the world to become a better place? I'll tell you, politicians aren't going to do it. Nope. Politics aren't going to do it. Why don't you uh, invite Jesus in and let him work? And these words right here, uh, this is my commandment, that you love one another just as I, as I have loved you. And you watch the world start to get better. It's amazing. That's all for today's episode of Talk and Truth. Comedian Jim Brewer will be back again next week, so be sure to join them as they talk truth about wisdom, the Bible, and life. And if you haven't subscribed yet, well, get her done. Today's Talk and Truth is powered by Go Tandem, the free spiritual fitness app. Download Go Tandem today and get spiritually fit.